0: Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom.
1: I just think it's a child by child thing. And that even now, like with all of this being out of our control, we know ultimately God is in control. He's not going to lose one of these little kids. He's not going to be unaware.
2: Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa. And around here, we know that life is hard and we have to do everything we can to just make it a little bit more lovely. So it's my mission to bring you great conversations, practical tools and information, and a healthy dose of community to help make those things happen. If you want to find out more, you can go to our website at cultivatingthelovely.com, visit our amazing membership community at patreon.com cultivatingthelovely, Or by connecting with me on Instagram, which is one of my favorite places to interact with all of you. You can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. Thanks so much for joining me today. Ladies, I have one of my best gal friends back again today on the show with me, Katie Duckett, and we are talking all about the craziness of this year. But not only the crazy, how we are trying to shift our perspective and overcome the challenges that this year is so packing on top of us. Brainstorming solutions with Katie always does my heart good, and I know that this episode is going to do your guys' hearts good as well. And I'm really excited because Katie and I are cooking up some serious loveliness for this fall. While right now, through the month of August, we're doing a whole bunch in Patreon to be getting us ready for September, Katie and I are going to bring the overdose of lovely in September so that we can all thrive and not just completely burn out in the craziness that is coming. She has so many beautiful, wonderful ideas that I can't wait to help bring to all of you guys. In fact, the very first episode of season six, which will be the first week of September, is going to be packed with all the loveliness. And if you want to go even deeper with that, then we would love to have you come join us in patreon you guys we're gonna need the lifelines right now to get through this school season so come and join us let us help you get organized and then infuse your life with loveliness to not only help you but your family as well as this is going to be a challenging season but we can make it so much better we can change our perspective we can come together and encourage one another and we want you to be a part of that and community with us so come over to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely join us and we would love to come alongside you in that journey. But without further ado, let's get on with this episode with Katie Duckett. Welcome back, Katie. Good morning. Or whatever time of day people are listening. Yeah, it doesn't have to be morning.
1: (laughs) Hello.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I wanted to have Katie back on the show today because I thought it would be good. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I gave my perspective on sort of how I am grappling with my kids not going back to school this year and the planning and the preparation that I am going to do to try to keep my sanity this fall, which is a loose concept, I feel like, at this point. But I wanted to get a couple of other moms' perspectives on the whole thing who have, you know, differing situations with their own kids because I think this is something that so many people are facing across the country, and so maybe just getting some different perspectives would be helpful. So you were looking towards, I mean, you've been a homeschooler for many, many years, and you were looking towards the year when you were going to have the least number of homeschool kids. You were going to be down to just
1: one. Just one. Yeah, Yeah, I was down to just one. I have five kids. I have two who, my youngest two are in a private school. And then my older two um, were accepted into this, uh, it's like an engineering academy, but it's an offshoot of the public school system. So two public school and then my middle boy, we were homeschooling. So I'm dabbling in all the different educational possibilities. (laughs) Yeah. So this has been very interesting to write out this wave because um, it's definitely affected us in a lot of ways. Um, For my oldest son, this is going to be his first foray into anything other than homeschooling. And he's going to be a sophomore. Um, And he was, we were geared up for that to kind of let go, relinquish the reins. He's, he was accepted into this program. He's, he's ready to go kind of to launch into that. And so now it's almost like the brakes are on that, or it's a, it's a little bit of a question mark. Like, what is that even going to look like? what made it so special was the hands-on and the yeah. project-based, um, the way they approach education from from that perspective. And that is going to be very hard to facilitate with distance learning yeah. at home. And um, yeah, that, that's really thrown us a curveball. Our private school's opening as normal. So um, that feels like a, a tremendous blessing at, that, at this point, that that's moving forward. But the older three boys... Yeah, it's a little bit more of, a, of what we thought it was going to look like. It's not going to look like that.
2: Well, and you had really just so prepared to just have your middle home with you. Mm-hmm. Like you guys were going to have that time. It was going to be kind of a special year. And mm-hmm. now that's all, it has to look different. It
1: sure does. <laughs> I'm yeah. still trying to figure out um, the, the middles that I'm talking about. is very much a quality time boy. And I, I, that just seemed like I can give him that I can give him yeah. my time. And, um, and I even was feeling like a little spark back in my homeschooling, which last year, I feel like I started the process of, it was a rescue from burnout, I think, cause I moved mm-hmm. um, everybody to like an online. So at home, but, um, the primary thing that they're using is not textbook, but the Chromebook and. Um, and i oversaw all of that and i was i was very hands on i was here i was available but um it was a step away from the traditional homeschooling i had been doing mm-hmm. so in some ways it was preparation for what's come without knowing it but also my heart just wasn't in the lesson planning and the um the paper and pencil stuff that i have always done i could just feel like oh, this is i'm moving this way And then mid-year, we went to private school for the the younger ones because I had four students and that just, I think there was a little burnout and a little overwhelmed. So as we, as we kind of tiptoed around, like, what do we do to make this better? We landed on something we thought was really going to work for us. And then, and then it kind of all, you know, (laughs) up in the air yeah stumbling <laughs> around but we're reeling a little bit to figure it out as everyone is I mean this nobody gets through this without um letting go of a lot of expectations and yeah what, what we foresaw you know <laughs> to say the least <laughs> to
2: say the least yeah <laughs> well and I mean I've been very involved in your homeschool planning in the past. Yes,
1: you have. And- I would say <laughs> uh-huh. you yeah. taught me yeah. how to do it. I think really I you have such a great ability to take like the entire scope of a year and work it backwards into something manageable where I would get lost in those details, but you taught me that process. I am so as my husband, we are so indebted <sighs> to you for that because it really changed how I, it gave me control. You know, I was able to look at, this is what I want to accomplish. Now I'm going to work it back into these manageable chunks, um, quarter by quarter, then month by month then week by week, then day by day. And that was, that was such a beautiful way of like owning it and being able to get to everything I wanted to do rather than we start off really well, but then we lose steam because I never had A really good working vision of how we're gonna do these things and so we maybe accomplished like a quarter of what I actually wanted yeah and that could be a really great quarter but there's always that feeling of like oh but we never got there and I didn't understand why until I adapted to that sort of methodology of looking at the whole and breaking it down to the little parts I mean, that probably is such common sense, but that is not how my brain worked. So, Which was was... so interesting to me at the time
2: because I just felt like, well, just everybody does it, right? And then you were like, no. No, not everybody does that. Yeah, (laughs) it was like, oh, okay. I guess this is a different perspective that I have. Yeah, Yeah. you've really got something here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, let me walk you through this. But then it was so, like, what you did with it, though, I feel like was so beautiful and so relational with your kids and you just you took just like some very basic planning information and developed one of the most beautiful years and experiences I think I've ever witnessed in homeschooling. Like the way you guys were just like all invested together and how much your kids got out of it. And it was just amazing to see. And you did your happy planner and you had like this amazing record of all this stuff that you did with your kids. And so when you told me last week that you went out or this week, I don't know, I've lost all track of time. Yeah, when was it? I don't know. (laughs) But you went and got another happy planner, which I don't think you did last
1: year. Sure didn't. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Last year, really, I've had those beautiful years with my kids. And honestly, I think it was easier when they were in that upper elementary age. Yeah. Once we hit junior high for my older two boys, it just gets, you. well, for one thing, it's harder to read aloud. It's harder to have that sort of like communal story time where my, my oldest son, who's a very rigorous, just intense student was like, mom, I I love, I don't have time. Like I've got algebra and I've got biology. And And I was like, okay yeah so I mean I think we started shifting and adapting and I found my sweet spot that that age like fifth sixth grade with little ones who are um, you can kind of occupy and you can read and you can do some snacks and that was my sweet spot that's where I really feel like it it gelled but then they changed then they grew and then the subjects got harder and more difficult and required something different from me instead of like being that primary teacher now I'm coming alongside them a little differently like i coach like yeah you got to become more independent I can't I can't you know that that's just a natural process but I just feel like that's the whole thing of homeschooling is it's this lifestyle that's constantly moving and if mm-hmm. you think you've nailed it watch out for next year because there is going yeah. to be a curveball that's just life that's what it looks like but it's been harder for me to evolve and not like lament those sweet years. And if it can't yeah. look like that, should I even be doing? I mean, I think that was my crisis last year is this doesn't look like what I wanted? This is hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is like, I'm struggling with geometry, frankly. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know, <laughs> you know, doing the biology labs at home. A lot of that's, you know, you just, that's not the sweet, lovely part of homeschooling. That's like the nitty gritty, detail, memorization, hard stuff. And so anyway, I think it just was a, was my heart wasn't in it in the same way last year. I just felt like this is a job and this is a hard job and I want to do it well, but making it lovely. I lost a little bit of that because Mm -hmm. the boys needed from me was consistency. They needed consistency. They needed me all in and it felt draining. There wasn't a lot that was giving back. Plus I had one who I naturally I, and I can say this now with a year's perspective, um, we do not gel homeschooling. I cannot yeah. be in that role for the sake of our relationship. Mm-hmm. And that was a learning curve. Like, I, but I homeschooled everybody else. I can't not homeschool this one. Like, that. yeah, know, I just, I really struggled with um, an identity in that. But then looking at homeschooling is not, can't be up on a pedestal it can't be an idol and this is who I am it has to be Mm -hmm. it has to work for the child or it's not the right thing you know like I could die on that vine but it would have been at the expense of the relationship with that kid yeah so that was a that was a a big learning too that he could thrive in a different situation and that was what I wanted and that was okay and to let go of this whole as lovely and wonderful as it was, there was some really ugly stuff wrapped up in my heart, and that was all exposed. Mm-hmm. And now, like it was very raw. Last year felt very raw that way of adjusting and learning, but now, even through like the fact that I don't have control over what this school year is going to look like. It's, it's, it feels like a more honest place. You know, I never really did have control, but I thought I did. I thought I did. I thought I could make those choices and affect what I wanted for my kids. Like it's a formula sort of, I do my part, they cut, they show up, we're all going to be good, but that is not real.
2: I think that at the heart of a lot of us, we want to be donating to causes and organizations who are doing real work across the globe. But it can be really difficult to figure out which charities are legit, who is actually putting your money to good use. How do you really know it's working for you? And that's one of the reasons, especially in a time like this, in the midst of corona, when millions of people across the globe are suffering from easily preventable other diseases, it's so important that we are giving to charities that are helping those people. So if you're in a position to be able to give and you want to help, you should try to support charities where your next donation can save and improve lives the most. And that's the mission of GiveWell.org. For over 10 years, GiveWell.org has helped donors find the charities and projects that save and improve lives the most per dollar. GiveWell dedicates over 20,000 hours a year researching charitable organizations and handpicks a small set of the highest impact evidence-based charities. I think that is so incredibly helpful for those of us who don't have the time to go into all the inner workings of these charities. They've done all of the legwork for us so that we can be very confident in where we're sending our money. GiveWell isn't asking for donations for themselves. They're asking that you give to the amazing charities they recommend, like Helen Keller International, which is the charity that I have given to through them, and Against Malaria Foundation. Plus, GiveWell takes no fees, so all of your tax-deductible donation will be used to help others. You can go right to their website, as I did, read the information about the charities, figure out which one you most want to be able to give to, and give right through their site without them taking anything away from the charity. That's why I use GiveWell to give, and I think that you should too. Since 2010, GiveWell has helped over 50,000 donors direct over $500 million to the most effective charities. Most importantly these donations will lead to over 75,000 lives saved and improve the lives of millions more. So if you want to have even more of an impact, donate soon, because ladies, any of our listeners who become new GiveWell donors will have their first donation matched up to $100 when you go to givewell.org lovely and select the podcast Cultivating the Lovely at checkout. This matching offer is good for as long as funds last. So get your first donation matched for these amazing charities up to $100 when you go to givewell.org lovely and select the podcast cultivating the lovely at checkout thank you so much for making a difference and i know that not only give well but these amazing organizations are going to appreciate
1: it so much yeah and that was so exposed and so painful but now i think we've like we're all sort of starting on just a more vulnerable spot and what I love about homeschooling I can feel it coming back like there is something really something really beautiful that happens in my heart when I when I can look at this child and who they are and how they learn and what they're interested in and say okay let's now apply that to some educational pieces that um, will get you where we want to get you by the time you're 18 like you need to learn you know these basics but how can I take what you love and make it work that way what story can I bring in? What, um, how can we like, we're going to do for science this year. This kid is so into cooking. He loves, um, he just loves spending time together in the kitchen. I think that's what it is more than anything else. Yeah. But We're going to look at wheat and we're going to study like every aspect of it from the planting to the harvesting. We're going to take some field trips because we have to do Washington state history. Yeah, We're going to ultimately, we're going to make our own pasta. We're going to grind it. We're good so that he can feed other people from the fruit of this study, basically. Yeah, And he will be all over it. But that's what I love is like personalizing and pulling out the things you need and and making it, but not, putting this arbitrary structure of education on a kid, but letting them come through it. And I just love that part of it. So I feel that back. I feel the creativity and the excitement of it back. And I'm just so thankful that it's not gone. It didn't die in those middle years, but like, okay, no, we can still do this, but I'm going to have a looser hand with it. I'm not going to think it's a salvation of sorts. It's not, it's not that. And, um, It's just a tool and it's not who I am. It's not, you know, it's not who each child, it's not that they're homeschooled, it's that they're educated and they're learning and they're growing and their minds awake to wonder. You know, those that's who they are. It's not, you know, quote unquote their private schools or their public schools or their Mm homeschool. That's misleading and short cited in terms of like who they are as a person. So mm-hmm. I just had to walk through all of that to get to a place that's you know just willing to adapt to what comes which is good because we still don't know. I mean we're a month away and we still don't know what school's going to look like for yeah two of my five kids and the other two I mean that could change on a yeah any day, you know. I mean nothing Constantly is set. in flex. Yeah. It really is. And that's a, that is a hard place to be if you want to get things ready for the school year, you want to organize, you want to plan, and you really, you can't do, you can have plan A, plan B, plan yeah. C. and
2: <laughs> that's yeah. about
1: it. Yeah,
2: well, and it's so interesting to see just like even with our experience, you know, as hard as it is to know, okay, they're not going back. Like maybe at some point this year they will, but as far as from where I can see right here, like we're going to be getting into flu season and all of that, like how are they possibly going to turn things around to get our kids back into school Yeah, when they shut it down in the spring? You know, people are like, you know, I just, I have very little faith in that and it's such a different way of looking at it, but at least I'm glad to know so that I can start to prepare at this point. But I so relate to what you were saying as far as like kind of losing your heart for it. It was when we, you know, my kids have gone to public school for two years, so they were basically in school for a year and a half before things shut down. And it was such an identity thing for me. It was so wrapped up into who I was, who they were, how we lived life, it's a lifestyle and so it was a big adjustment becoming public schoolers and But, and I had had my doubts like all of these years thinking like it can't be what's best for them. It can't, you know, and then we had such a different experience than that. Yeah. Kids thrived in their school environment and have done just so incredibly well and made so much progress. And we've had incredible teachers and incredible staff at their schools. And like, I could not be more thrilled for how it went that when that was taken away, it was a real grieving Process, I think, for yeah. all of us, because we had really realized like this works for our family. Yeah. And we all like getting up and getting going in the morning and having somewhere to go. And my son did really well, like independently taking care of what needed to be done for his classes. And, you know, so to then have that kind of thrust back into my hands, especially because of his dyslexia, was incredibly frustrating for both of us and for i think for him even more than my second grader at the time who she's just kind of you know she was already ahead of the curve and she was she did fine you know i'm not worried about her even with this model that i'm not thrilled about going back to school i think she'll do fine it's he would get frustrated with me. Like you were saying, like not remembering geometry and he would, we were doing algebra stuff and he was like, mom, why don't you know this? It was like, because I didn't think I was ever going to have to know it again. (laughs) (laughs) I did not plan on having to go back here. (laughs) So as frustrated as you are, I am as well. And Mm. this looks totally different. You know, I didn't do algebra with stars and hearts and (laughs) like whatever else this is. Yeah. No, It was just so frustrating and mm. to realize like he just, he does better when he can be accountable to somebody else. It yep. saves our relationship because I don't have to be the one who's getting on him for doing his math. Yep. And, and I don't want to be that person
1: anymore. I want yeah.
2: to be his mom. And that's what works well for
1: us. Well, in math, it's always math, isn't it? It Just seems like math is the, and my theory with that homeschooling all these years is like math brings out (laughs) the ugliness between me and the, like, it just does because it's that tension point. It's the hard, even my son, who's very good at math. Still, like it makes yeah. your brain work, it make and so it brings out all the character things you need to work on as a parent with your child. It brings it <laughs> yeah. all out, it's always math that reveals it. But that whole theory with this son that ended up this last year realizing, like, I it wasn't just the math, I can deal with those, but there was like this contentiousness between us because of having to deal. On the front burner with all this stuff, yeah. we just weren't ever able to put stuff on the back burner, and yeah. it was hard to. I, I I just think it's a child by child thing, and that even now, like with all of this being out of our control, we know ultimately God is in control. He's not. He's not going to lose one of these little kids. He's not going to be unaware of what their heart. Is neat like ultimately we can let go. Ultimately we can know he's got this, even though this is nothing like what I wanted or saw. Or, you know, for my for my older boys who worked so hard to get into this program. And now this program is essentially falling flat. This is not what I wanted for them. This is not how this should look. And yeah. yet, like, I do already see some things developing in them, like a, a fortitude and like a resiliency of, okay, it's okay. I'm. It's okay. We'll make the best of it. We'll, you know, we'll push in, we'll press in here. We'll still give it our best and yeah. trust that things will open back up. Or if they never do, like, it's okay. You know, it just, it's been yeah. interesting to see how how they're weathering this for the seniors or the kids who are losing essentially what, you know, what could have been the pinnacle of what they've been working for, for all these years, like seeing them weather this, like this, this is interesting character stuff developing in a way we wouldn't have sought after, Mm -hmm. but Yeah. Just to let that go. I I think that's something we're all, we're all having to do like it or not. And it's a matter of like the one thing we can't control. There's our attitude with it. Like, okay, this is happening. How do I, how do I make the most of this and not Mm. grow bitter and not grow resentful? But how do I help my kids navigate this with a heart that trusts that ultimately like God is in control
2: You know what everyone loved doing at the beginning of the pandemic? Cooking! You know what everybody loathes doing by now in the pandemic? Cooking! And I know I am definitely in that camp. I am so sick of making things, especially when I want something healthy, but it just feels like it takes so much effort. It takes all this recipe research and multiple trips to the grocery store and hours of monotonous meal prep. But then I met Freshly. You guys, this has been the perfect answer for my life because they understand that food needs to be delicious healthy and simple because let's be honest here if it's not easy i'm sure as heck not gonna do it and if it doesn't taste good i definitely won't do it just ask anyone in my life who knows how picky i am with freshly though you can avoid the grocery store and enjoy fully prepared dinners delivered fresh not frozen right to your door Put up your feet and relax because Freshly's chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes in the microwave, or you can pop it in the oven if you want to, and dinner is done. And the recipes are legitimately good. I tried them. I had it sent to my house, and I absolutely loved it. It took all the hassle out of dinner time for me because a lot of times I would make myself a Freshly dinner, just heat it up, but then I would make something simple for the kids that I knew they would just eat and would be easy, but I could have my Freshly dinner and feel like I had made a really good choice or sometimes i would have them for lunch they are so delicious and good for me they have things like golden oven fried chicken that's actually good for you creamy springtime risotto and fall apart tender beef brisket i couldn't believe how tender and juicy all of their meats were it was so good and those are just a few of the 30 plus health conscious options to choose from so join almost one and a half million satisfied customers and skip the shopping prepping cooking and cleanup Freshly is offering my listeners $40 off the first two orders at Freshly.com slash lovely. That's Freshly.com slash lovely. Go take the headache out of dinner today. Yeah. Well, and for them learning to even have to be independent and kind of drive themselves forward in situations where in no normal circumstances would that have to be the case I mean I've seen that even with Roman you know he was in band this year he loved band he was just excelling and growing so much and learning so much he plays the drums and to have that fall flat I mean when we were doing the online stuff his band teacher came on one time and was like, yeah, this is pointless. I'm not going to try to teach you guys over zoom. So good luck. See you next year. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, well, I guess you're not going to get much out of that. And he had just gotten his drum set for Christmas. And, but now he's having these opportunities where like he goes to a pretty small youth group. So they have resumed getting back together again. And, That's kind of hilarious because they said, hey Nan. will you play the drums <laughs> and he's like oh yeah sure like he's this kid who has this overconfidence in his abilities and sometimes that can really get him into a situation where it's like oh wait maybe I didn't know what I was doing but he got in there and he played him the first time and he just like he hardly even practiced before and he was like oh yeah I got Love that. it. I got rhythm mm-hmm. it's gonna be good and when he came out that first time he was like oh, well you know it wasn't horrible <laughs> I was like okay you know but he's they've asked him to come back and continue doing it week after week and so all I can figure is he he isn't horrible like he he was doing okay but the other night I was driving him there and he hadn't had a chance to practice and so he was listening to the songs in the car on the way (laughs) and we are driving along and i'm listening to this song and then it's dawn on dawning on me like this is what he's supposed to be playing and this is like (laughs) like the whole beginning of the song is like (laughs) and i'm like uh were you (laughs) aware this song is like completely driven by the drums and he his eyes are just like saucers on his face he's like What were they thinking? (laughs) Why did they think that I was capable of this? Like, what is it? For the kid who's like always overconfident, he was just like, oh my gosh. And then we got to the middle of the song and it was like a two minute drum solo. Oh my gosh. I was laughing so hard. And he was like, what? What is going on? This can't (laughs) be right. This can't be the right song. Like, what are they? No, what? Wait, mom, stop laughing. And I was (laughs) just. Because because oh like, you get in there and do it bud <laughs> <laughs> and so when he got back in the car i was like was it the right song he was like uh yeah i mean i didn't do the drum solo but it was that song i just kind of i i did what i could do <laughs> it's a character building experience for sure oh my gosh but he is like getting better and he's growing and when i do hear him playing the drums in our house like he's made progress and he's listening to music from that perspective of being a musician which is different and so even though he hasn't had the instruction i do see him growing in ways that are kind of, you know, he's just kind of being thrown in the deep end, but it is forcing him to figure stuff out and learn how to do it. And I think to a certain extent, from what I've seen from your family, like with sports and that situation, your boys have had to drive themselves in their workouts and preparing to hopefully be back in sports again and stuff, which I think has been incredibly admirable from outside looking in.
1: Yeah. I mean they they haven't had a choice. Yeah. <laughs> they just frankly haven't had a choice. And when football, which is I mean, we plan our year around football, that's yeah. I I it's going to be hard to feel like it's fall without yeah. football. Frankly, I mean if I'm just honest, it's not just them, it's me. Yeah too. You know, we love we love it. So
2: um, I knew Katie was back in it and there were sports on TV, and she sent me a picture of herself in her glasses.
1: I was like, the glasses are out. There must be sports on the TV. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It was, and it was, um, it was basketball, which, Professional basketball would not be my first choice, but it was yeah. a sport. It was a live sport, and it was on yeah. TV. Like, yeah, didn't even, oh, even care. Here are my glasses, and they literally had dust on them. Oh. And, and that was very sad. Like, I have not needed to see any scores for a really long time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. But, um, yeah, that was wonderful when there was just, like, something – we just gather around it. We're competitive. We like it. We love it. And so, I mean, it's been this slow descent down, but at the beginning of the spring when, you know, they can't get together for football camp for the fall yet, but they're hoping they can next month. And then next month comes and they can't yet, but keep working out, keep working out at home, lifting and running and keeping yourself in shape. And, and then they pulled it for the fall and it's, we're going to have football after basketball. So football is going to be in February, late February, March, a little bit of April. So that's what our state has, has done. We're going to have these four sports seasons, um, starting in January. So we'll see how that all works out, but the kids are, I mean, obviously let down because this yeah. is, this is, you know, but they are still working out. their they've just decided like this is when this is when character really comes out come January yeah. who's actually going to be in shape and who's who's not yeah. you know, what, what do you do when no one's looking you know that yeah. integrity adage about it's it's when nobody's looking that it really counts when nobody yeah. can see it and it's been very good to see that they are willing to put in the work when maybe no one else is, or they don't know if anyone Mm -hmm. else is, when it's hot, when it's 105 out and you do not want to go for a jog or a run or, um, but they're willing to make themselves uncomfortable for this, for the goal of being ready for a sport that they're just, they're hoping is coming. But I've been encouraged to see that they have that within them um, that they're, they're willing to do it. They're willing to, yeah. Yeah. To, to put in that work. And and they've kind of set goals like, I want to be the most improved player coming back because I have time. I have wow. time to be that. So I want to be that. You know, they kind of put that fire in themselves and then they compete. And luckily, because yeah. I have so many boys in my house, yeah. there's competition around every turn, you know, whether it's ping pong, whether it's basketball or football or um, rollerblading or, I mean, they compete about throwing their garbage away like yeah you no know, I mean there's nothing that isn't willing to be <laughs> competed yeah. with so it's just it's spilling out of the corners but they um it's been good to see it applied to something worthy instead of just there's so much time ample time and I think it's a we've been given this gift of like developing that muscle in our children in ourselves first and in yeah. our homes and families, but really what are we gonna do? Are we gonna, are we gonna allow this time to go by and we're sad and we're it's not what it should have been? Or are we gonna just propel ourselves yeah. forward? Like I have this time I've been given. What am I gonna do? How can I better myself or how can we grow stronger? How can we work on our marriage in this season and come out like really strong <laughs> you know like yeah. I've got time <laughs> yeah what am I gonna do with it so it's good to see it's just good to see that remain and they haven't lost hope yet now if the seasons are pulled away in the winter I don't know what that would do to like yeah I mean you know then I think it it drives even deeper yeah if, if sure. you don't have a sport to compete in did you waste that time getting yourself in shape You. that's a that's a deep question to ask yeah. themselves at their age you know was it a waste did yeah. i learn something in this that made it worthwhile did i learn how to push myself and how to to do it without um that ultimate purpose it's just this is all there's potential within all of this yeah to be dramatically sad and upset or to be more of who we can become and I just I hope to continue to see that. I hope we don't burn out on that. But that's a day by day choice and that's a Yeah. It's rough, you know, you really I wasn't prepared to take this on on the front burner. This this was just these are fun years, you know, where yeah. the schedule is so full and and finally like, you know, you've watched your child play T-ball for all these years and finally like they're on it it's fun. The sports yeah. get fun. You know, yeah. it's real comp- competition. It's yeah. legit stuff and even school-wise like this is when they're starting to hone into their real strengths and what they're going to do mm-hmm. with their life. You know, it just it starts to get more exciting. They get busier. Um It's just a different level of relating to them. And so some of that just gets pulled back to being like, oh my gosh, you're aimless. Like without two-a-day football, which is what should be going on right now. Um, Last year, Jack would leave at seven in the morning. He would get back. He would he re- rode his bike to practice on the way back he and his friend would have to stop at, for fast food somewhere cuz they were dying they were so hungry yeah. then they'd eat a full lunch when they got home and then they would like crash in the air conditioned basement and then they'd go back and then they yeah. you know like they were consuming like 5000 calories a day they were working their bodies they were yeah. it was it was fun as brutal as it was but now <laughs> yeah. just, it's just weird to see uh, it's yeah. It's kind of trippy to see you have so much time. Like I never get this much time with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're here. You're here again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: Ladies, this pandemic has been wearing on a lot of people's mental health. I think almost everyone I talk to has struggled in some way with either anxiety or depression or just general frustration and worry about our lives and where things are going moving forward during all of this craziness. And there could not be a better time to be introducing professional help into your life. And that's why I'm a huge proponent for better help. that's H-E-L-P, because they will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist and you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available which may not be locally available in many areas anyway and the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to to try to go to a waiting room with a mask and deal with all of the corona craziness around trying to get into an office, you can do it all right from home. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches as well, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today i know personally i've been utilizing counseling for the past three years to help me to just be able to sort out my life and be able to figure out the right steps moving forward and sort out things from my past and it has been so helpful to get me in the place that i am today to feel like even in the midst of a lot of craziness i know i will be able to handle it and i have tools to be able to move forward and BetterHelp has been a big part of that so visit betterhelp.com lovely, that's better H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states, and my listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com lovely. You guys, don't waste another minute get the help that you need to be able to feel stable and secure moving forward in the midst of the chaos that we're all living in. I really can't tell you how much it's changed my life and how much I think it will help yours. betterhelp.com/lovely. It is a very different thing and even like I had been preparing myself like hoping that you know, the one of the proposed schedules that was that the elementary school kids pretty much went back and then the secondary kids had a every other day schedule. And even yeah. that I was like, okay, I can work with that. Like yeah. that gives me every other day of solid work time. Even on the days that Roman will be home, he will have you know, like he'll be seeing his teacher again the next day. So we've been given the work the day before that he needs to do. I'm not having to try to facilitate and help him know what it is he needs to get done. And like, I feel like this is still manageable. We're going to walk our dog every day when he's home. You know, like I have these things that make it feel like it could work. And then to have it again, be like, nope, there's just lots of togetherness. <laughs> it's like More togetherness. Wait, More. Wait, we all need like a break from each other and, yes. and it's not coming. And so, to try to figure out how to facilitate breaks when we're all just together. And yes. when it's going to start getting colder again, and we can't go outside, and you know, I feel like I I pressed into the Fortnite thing this past spring because it was like, well, at least he can still be like communicating with his friends and doing something with them, and they need that. Like as much as I am missing my people in this time, like my kids are too, and so I'm going to allow that. But now I'm so sick of the stinking Fortnite thing. I'm like, I just want you to have real life time with your people instead of playing Fortnite with them. You know, it's like yeah these very weird things to try to navigate.
1: Yeah. And there's no guidebook on this. We've nobody's ever gone yeah. through this before. This is oh yeah it's hard. It's so hard. It's, <laughs> it's hard. And I think like we as moms, it just falls on us to set that tone. Yeah. Um and gosh i found it easier to set the tone when i had my house to myself and i could prepare for people coming home yeah um, it's di- even at different points you know like just yeah. just a little bit of a space and uh, but it's yeah. just not coming so yeah. it i i've just really struggled with that is how do i make them feel like i i love having them around and i'm yeah. ready for the, when they're always here because yeah. To be honest, that's not how I feel. I don't feel excited. I feel like, um, okay. Here we go. (laughs) Here's oh, you're hungry again. Okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Which was the the other thing I was going to bring up. Like for me, my kids were eating school lunches, and I just did a snack in their bag every day. And you know, it's been a lot of months now, and especially for you because you have like all these big growing boys of food and everybody wanted to eat all the time yeah. and
1: that just that is exhausting it's a full-time that is a full-time job it really oh, is gosh. just feeding teenage boys yeah <laughs> like, that's a thing <laughs> yeah yours can seriously pack it away oh yeah
2: and roman yeah. had his wisdom teeth out this past week and it was interesting like of course everybody's going to get sick of soft foods and everything but to see him be like mom i just need protein like <laughs> i need i need something more than you know I mean, and yogurt is protein, but it was like, I need something more than this. Like I need something with some substance. Like, yeah, it was, it was different than I feel like if his sisters had, you know, it was just like, yeah. it was, there was a different level of need. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Totally. Yeah. Have you talked about like Instacart and, um. We've talked about Postmates. Postmates. Yeah. <sighs> that's, that's. <sighs> I just think we, I know you were going to ask me a little bit about self-care. I'm just going to jump there and say that like, because feeding my family is a part of my job, it just is. And this is a season that, I mean, my grocery budget literally makes me cry sometimes. Like, how can I put, like, I don't know how to do it better. Um, to make it less because they eat so much and they, you yeah. know, it just, it, this is a rough season for that. But then you compound that with shopping in stores with masks and the, the, the vibe is so different. I used to really enjoy grocery shopping, getting myself a coffee. It's an outing, you know, it's a, yeah. you know, it's a social outing. It does not feel that way anymore. It feels depressing and it feels yeah. sad. I don't enjoy it. So one of the things that, I've done is have a, a grocery delivery service. Um, I've paid for that so that I can, at any moment, just order it and it comes to me. And that feels like, that feels like self care. That feels like something yeah. that's like. I didn't have to do that and it yeah. came and it's done and thank you like I've, I feel so grateful when it mm-hmm. shows up and somebody has done that for me um, that's huge especially yeah. with how quickly we go through milk if I were to buy how much milk we need for one week I could I would need a second cart for anything else like it's just ridiculous <laughs> oh my gosh. and so I don't I don't find that fun like yeah. that's not fun that kind of shopping is not enjoyable to me at all that's yeah it's, it's like a business trip you know like it's not the fun things where you're just enjoying like oh I wonder what's here today and looking around at the new or sample. no first of all samples are gone second of all um it's not fun anymore it just isn't so it's it's so nice to have taken that off of my plate that is a gift that gives back every single time and it's quicker than I could have gone and picked it up and brought it back and I didn't have to load it in my car or unload it Yes. And so that's that's a that's just been a really that's been a sweet thing that i yeah. um that i have just put back into my life. It's been a, a gift. I've also reinstated our audible subscription, which we did it in those sweet years of homeschooling. That was like their downtime. You know, I, I had to still have that quiet time every day where they were yeah. listening to a book or reading a book or doing Legos or, um, I, because school was such a focal point of our day. I just needed to retreat a little bit. Yeah. I still need that. They're just way bigger. And it's, yeah. you know, yeah. so I put Audible back on and um, told them, I want them to finish this book by this time. And it's a fantastic book um, that, that I wanted them to read. I heard it's called Blaze of Light. It's a true story of a Green Beret during the Vietnam War. Um, true hero. I mean, true in the sense of there were only 3,500 Medal of Honor in, in our whole history of our country, there were only oh, wow. five hundred ever given, and he's one of them. And so, just and in, in order to receive a medal of honor, you have to have put your life. You have to have it's a certain number of people that you have saved oh, at wow. the expense of your own life. Anyway, so his story is phenomenal, but how he comes to faith is phenomenal. It's amazing story. So I told my older boys like just work it into your rotation whenever you want, but I want this, I want this done yeah. by, you know, two weeks. And then we're going to all talk about it. And that's been fun because they're, they're just, they're out of the habit of reading or, you know, yeah, they're, yeah. like you said, the fortnight thing and, yep. and so much more lax about that stuff. So, this didn't take any effort from me to I'm not reading it aloud I'm not having to find time or monitor it they're old enough to do that themselves but they're loving the story and it's been really fun to have that back in and then all our old audible books are on there like the whole Ramona series and the Henry Huggins all the stuff they used to love and they've been delighting it like listening to some of that like oh Oh, my gosh these are the stories that shaped us in some really interesting years and I lost them when I took the subscription off because I think two years ago Goes like, we're not really, we're not really utilizing it. it. Yeah. But it's been a treat to have that come back in and remember like, oh, when we read that story, it feels cozy. It feels like we yeah. were snuggled up on the couch and I had made brownies and those are the sweet years. And it's kind of nice to tap back into that and feel yeah. like it's not gone. It's not forever gone. It lives in these little pieces Aww. we can bring back, you know? And so that's, that. that's another thing I think I I'm pleased to have put back. And I have one child who wasn't here during those years. Yeah. He did not experience those stories with us. He came into our family later in his life. And to be able to share that with him, you know, without yeah. it being too direct, but sort of like, here's all these books we've loved, enjoy, yeah. you know, listen. And he loves books and stories. And so it's kind of fun to unite us in that way Yeah. Of, you know, like
2: really bringing him into your family culture in that.
1: Yeah, way. yeah, in, in 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 a subtle way, in, in, yeah. in a way he can control. You know, it's not too in his face. Yeah, um, it's more. You know, when he goes for a walk and he <laughs> listens to it, and then he comes back and says, "Oh my gosh, this was really funny." This scene yeah. and the boys yeah. are like, "Oh." for that. So that's, that's been sort of a
2: a non-direct way. Well, I just, I love all of those things. I think it's great
1: advice. And okay. Can I share, um, just these two verses that I think are really okay. I'm going back to like when, um, these were my like homeschooling life verses Oh yeah, and I feel them coming back, like with my happy planner and I bought some new washi tapes and some fun pens and that is like that's that does something for me to make it a lovely scene even if it's just in my own planner but to yeah. put some intention in it and make it lovely and then you need to fill it in you know then i yes. force myself to be yes. like well it ha- can't be for nothing like i actually have to put something in here yeah and i was remembering like just how these verses worked in my heart, in my life, and gave hmm. me that that kind of that lifeblood. And going back to those verses, like, it was sort of emotional. Like, how did I forget that this is, like, this is who I am, and this is what I love to do for my family. And the, the first one is um, Philippians 2.13. Um, okay, I'm going to read 12 and 13, though. Therefore, my okay. friends, as you have always... Okay- not only in my presence but now much more in my absence continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose and that 13 the part where it's God who works in me to will me to fulfill his good purpose and yeah. to feel that like, this is me fulfilling God's purpose in the lives of his children that he's given me during this season. And how do I best do that? And praying for them intentionally with education in mind, like what, how can I develop their minds and how can I awake them to wonder what can, you know, and having the Holy spirit fill that, yeah. it, just that feels so exciting. And I can do that for my yeah my public school kids or my private school children, or my homeschool yeah. the homeschooling is easier because you just have time. But frankly, we have the time <laughs> no matter yeah. how our kids are schooled right now. Yeah. So they're, they're with us. And that verse just meant a lot to me to come back to. And the other one is second Timothy one fourteen: 14, um, guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you, guard it with the help of the Holy spirit who lives in us. Hmm. And I just love that because these are, the good that has been guarded and entrusted to me these these precious children in my home this is what i'm here to be doing right now and how do i how do i guard them how do i guide them it takes the holy spirit it takes my relationship with the holy spirit yeah to be knowing what to do next when the world is like falling apart and in chaos and we have no clue what's coming he does and to yeah. stay anchored there is like the best planning I can be doing. Cause he'll prepare me. He'll, he'll show me, he'll lead me. Yes. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's so good. And such a, a good word to end on just thank you so much for bringing those Katie. I hope this has been an encouragement to people. Yeah, me too. I know it's a tough season, but it is. We'll, we'll all keep trucking through. Yeah. We're in it together. We're it's hard it together. for
1: every single one of us. But, yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, thank you so much for joining me today and chit-chatting, and I'll have you on again soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. one of my favorite people you guys I just adore Katie and I can't wait to be bringing you all the good amazing things that I get Marco Polos about daily that she is cooking up for her family and she wants to bring to all of us we are really brainstorming together and I can't wait to bring more of it to you so be sure that you have subscribed to the podcast and whatever app you are listening to us on and you can swipe up to see any of the show notes that we have for links of things that we have talked about and you're going to want to come over and join us in Patreon at patreon.com cultivatingthelovely cultivating the lovely to get even more goodness there. Next week, we will be back on the show with Crystal Evans Hurst talking about the importance of prayer, especially in a time like this. And that will be the last episode of season five before we launch into season six at the beginning of September. Thank you guys for being such loyal listeners. I hope to see you around Instagram at Mackenzie Papa. And until next week, go be bold and gracious.